Hey, you're listening to Urine Therapy Podcast. I mean, apostate is on the fringe. We're your hosts. Oh, wait, we're an atheist leftist podcast that talks about current events. And we're your hosts. I'm Alistair. I'm Dustin. <laughs> and I'm Sam. I'm not drinking piss, though. I'm drinking... Oh, this is rough. It looked... The can looked wonderful. But this is this is gonna be this is gonna be tough to get through. It's really it's really syrupy. So I picked up the Trim Tad Brewing out of Alabama Maple Cakes. It's an imperial stout with maple syrup, molasses, and walnuts. It is very it's a very strong beverage. Is all I'm trying to say. And it's gonna probably coat my throat the whole night with some thick syrup. Not as bad. Like it's it's worse than last week's the chocolate, German chocolate cake I had. I stopped by the gas station and just picked up a big can of Yangling Raging Eagle, Eagle Mango, which was like the only can Yingling of beer they mango. had there that was not an IPA. <laughs> the only one. That sounds like fucking <laughs> fruitcake vomit. <laughs> Is this your first taste? Yeah, it's not that bad. Okay. It tastes like a, I mean, so it's a light it beer like with a, mango a flavor. A Yingling mango, which is like a mango that someone dropped in the store. <laughs> and I didn't even know Yingling shell. even dabbled in anything. Like, I, I thought they well, were adventurous when they got the Hershey's. I know. It seems like they're exploring more flavors and trying to branch out now, because I've never seen Yingling this before. craft beer. <laughs> yeah. What I'm for. Well, Yingling's going to come out with a fucking uh, seltzers probably next. Yingling's <laughs> Budweiser already did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking gay beer. I love that so much. What's your name? What's your name? Did you already say that? Did, yeah, I think you said it's Sam. Oh. I'm Sam, and I'm drinking gay beer. It is literally called gay beer. Where is that word? Uh, it's the beer has a little ascot on it. It's a it's a golden lager, and it's from Brooklyn. I want to drink. I like gay your com- beer. I like your comment when you opened the beer and said I had too much head, which is appropriate <laughs> for a gay beer. <laughs> so on second taste of the uh, the maple cakes, it's not. I think it was just like shock and like first taste shock of it. It's not. It's not bad as a follow up. It's. I don't know. If I would get this again though. It's really fucking heavy. When I poured this, um, like normally the head of the beer will go down. This did not, and it actually grew exponentially and overflowed. Even though I'd stopped pouring, so it's it's a pretty carbonated fucking beverage. It looks well, thick. The, the Yingling mango, I think, tastes better than urine would. Um. So, Al, you do this to yourself, and I'm gonna. I, you keep doing this to yourself. You have done two things this week. You created a sock account for TikTok to get to the other side of TikTok, which the apparently, other side. which apparently you said is harder to do than it was to get I, to your natural. I think it's because it's reading my phone and it realizes like there's another account on my phone that is, is that is looking at other stuff. So it was still trying to feed me that Some leftist shit still. But now I open it and. Uh, it it looks like Barbie dolls with bad eyelashes that are constantly whining. Do you know that fucking Facebook group you got me into for some reason? The Backwoods Southern Country Folk Group, whatever. I'm, it's it's a while back, but it's literally those people that post in there. Like they look overly like spray tan. Like, yes, gross yes. Eyelashes. They look o- like they're trying to become somebody on Fox News, and they're not even talking. They're just they're just standing. They're sitting there with just like words. Over them, yeah, and they're all some are, some are most. Are you getting mostly Jesusy right now? I know you had the cringe cop one. Well, I got some Jesusy ones. Um, I mean, it's a lot of Trump supporting ones. I'm starting to get into 
the really out there ones, but I, I have to like, I have to seek it out and start loving these videos, which it pains me to do, but I'm like <laughs> hitting the heart react, like, show me more, show me more, and like wanting to throw up at the same time. So eventually you'll get to like the racist part, the anti-LGBT. Have you hit any of those things yet? Um, not really. Anti-vax um, stuff yet? Anti-vax, oh. I'm there. Yes. Okay. You should try for a Chinese propaganda talk. I need to, um... I probably won't do that. I need to start <laughs> looking for um, the Bob Saget stuff. That'll probably take me to the, where I want to be on TikTok. Okay. But uh, now the other thing you did was, and why, and then you sent me screenshots of the most horrendous shit I've, I've seen in words since some of the darkest stories on Reddit. This, is, this has been like, it, it's the highlight <laughs> of my time right it's, now. So it's the, it's, you, you joined another urine therapy group, the one that, that Elizabeth uh, Murphy was in previously, the one who, who ran for local council. She was so, in, She was she in. She's out. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, when, I think when the screenshots came out, she like ducked out. But there was one that didn't make it out in the bunch of screenshots that were being shared um, last year during elections. And it involves like, she's, Asking if anybody ever drank urine while they were pregnant, and like her, she's feeling her pres- uh, progesterone. She thought her pre- progesterone was too low, and she wondered if drinking her urine would like give her more because she's she's figuring she's peeing some of it out, and if she can just keep drinking it, then it'll add it's that not extra. Too much different from homeopathy. Homeopathy, you mean? Whatever. <laughs> then what was that post you shared where, was that on that group where she was literally dosing her friends? That one was a, a Poe. That was a oh, troll. Okay. Wow. Okay, um, good. Thank yeah. God. When, when I got into, cause that one's in this urine magic group. And I think most of urine magic, it's seems like troll. Urine magic. <laughs> oh, it, it's a lot of trolls or a lot of people from that seem like they're from Africa. I, w- I would just and expect people with a fetish that are lost. No, you're not really seeing that. It's no. a lot of people from Africa, which we saw this with the Satanic Ministry, where yeah, they'll they'll they reach out for help in other ways. But it's weird because a lot of them are like, "I want my boyfriend to come back with me." Well, drinking pee help, and I can't tell because I mean. Now you have I, to feed I, I don't him know. the pee lady. That... Right. <laughs> yeah, it has to but be your own urine. You put your pubes in his food. The other group is called Urine Therapy, and there's like 10,000 members, and it seems like the people posting are serious, 100% serious about the shit they're asking. Okay, um, so the urine magic one is mainly Poe, Trolls, <clears throat> a few outliers, but the urine therapy one Urine is... therapy is, is the group to join. No, it's not. No, no one else should join this, Al. Like, you, you do this to yourself because I, you have this sick feeling to entertain yourself yet enrage yourself at the same time. Uh-huh. It's my entertainment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do it to myself because I know which articles to seek on WBIR that will enrage me at the same time, but also kind of entertain me with... The enragement, and I also want to. You need to just be a bigger troll and go to the piss kink groups and tell them about these groups and try to fill those groups up with those people. That's a good. <laughs> when it, one of my friends got into the urine magic group, <laughs> urine and magic. 
posted something about how sex has greatly improved his life and it's better than the little blue pill and all this so i I got in the comments on that one i was like you know my my wife really says it improves sex with her too she likes to drink it during sex like straight from the spout (laughs) wow (laughs) i would be like is squirt piss if not not drinking it (laughs) but some of the things you've You've gone out of your way to tag me in these as well to make sure that I see these horrendous posts. I, I did, yes. Yeah, why? <laughs> you know, I mean, not only do you send them to me in, in our messaging app, but then you make sure to do it publicly. So, like, it's... And the one... Hey, I ta- switch. Some of them I only send to you, and some of them I post online. The one you posted you. online was fucking grotesque. Like, that was... She was talking about, like shitting herself and all because of the, the, like all sorts of problems with ingesting oh the, the one from today what was the one with the woman who was putting it in her eyes that, that's elizabeth murphy yeah that was that was elizabeth murphy from uh, last year but yeah i think one today was talking about having a urinary use- tract infection and they're like, what, what can I do to treat this? And the admin <laughs> of the urine therapy group is, drink your urine. <laughs> and she's like, I have an infection, though. Like, is this okay? He's like, yeah, it's totally fine. People it's, have, it's they're like, urine. he goes, um, is your, is it, is it red yet? And then he goes on and he's like, people have re- uh, drank their urine once it turns red and they've drank it with p- a pus in it and they've gotten better. <laughs> You're literally going to sure turn off all of our troll? listeners. Our listeners have turned know. off the episode. I don't know. I don't know if this guy is a troll. If he is, he is like one fucked up individual because he has this group of 10,000 people and he's like, yeah, just doesn't matter what the fucking issue is. Just drink your fucking urine. <laughs> and like, He's going to kill people if he's just joking. He's going to probably kill somebody either way with this because there's got to be, I mean, that, that can't be healthy. No, some of these things are, are definitely un- unhealthy, but I'd like to point out that we l- lost probably 50% of anyone who was listening to this point. They've turned off the episode and moved and skipped Maybe that we got a few, few All, all my friends actually, are actually, you know? like, my the, my friends that are listening, they're, they're expecting this, I think. <laughs> I got tagged yesterday. Within, like, I went to work at 6.30, and right when I left work, someone tagged me in a post about drinking urine. By the time I got home, which was only, like, three, three and a half hours later, five different fucking people tagged me in urine posts. At this point, it's up to, like, 10, 11 different times that I've been post. So, this is fucking wonderful. Like, uh, people think about drinking urine, and I come to mind. How are you going to get on (laughs) piss talk? (laughs) (laughs) I did it to myself. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the the first topic, the uh, first real topic... We have a quick correction from last week's episode when we were talking about some of the people that some other structures that had been burned recently, and you said it was not. Yeah, so um, there was a black church that was uh, burnt down here. It was arson, but that was, I think, in 2014. 14 or 15. Yeah, and so it wasn't that one. It was Catholic Charities, okay. and I, I did some reading on that one, and I, I, I don't know if it was, like, intentional um, it almost sounded like a houseless person went into, it was deemed I arson, but okay. like the situation around it, it seemed like a houseless person went into like, I don't know what the weather was like. Maybe that was trying to get, keep warm or something. And the, a fire started it. It like, I got the impression reading the details, like it might've been accidental. 
Oh, okay. But they still considered it arson. But we did. We did just want to do the uh, issue the correction because I failed to do so in post. So my, my apologies. And why is Q okay? So our first topic: Why is Q going after Bob Saget? What's the deal with that? All right. So Bob Saget died about an hour after he died. I was I was in the I had gotten as much urine therapy as I can handle. <laughs> so Wait, how much, just hold real quick. How much can you handle? Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> more than most people, it seems. But so I, I had gotten out of the urine therapy groups, and I, I was still kind of wanting to see what the right wingers were talking about. So I go to Telegram. And I go into Q groups and I see them start posting clips from a roast, um, one of the early 2000 Comedy Central roast, um, where Gilbert Gottfried is um, talking about how Bob Saget in 1990 raped and murdered a girl. <laughs> and um, other people, um, he also made jokes about him like molesting Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. And so I watched all this developed. I saw new posts being made about it. And, I mean, we, we say QAnon. It started in QAnon, but some leftists are sharing this as well. Um, they picked it up and ran with it. Leftist they, liberals, it, it, I've it, seen every side of the spectrum It talk spread. About it. Well, what it is is they started making memes. They started making memes without the context of the, the um, roast and stuff and that's where that's how it and that's what they do that's what QAnon does they come up with these conspiracy theories and they do everything they can they go to take it to Twitter and they'll make it like they leave off details and stuff they use pedophilia a lot because it hits people in the emotions it it causes that emotional response that makes them want to do something about it and it draws them in and makes you more susceptible to other uh theories and shit right didn't so, they wildly go after was it wayfair or it was it was wayfair but that was um what was it 2020 maybe that like somebody had noticed that I and mean, they do wayfair if you go to their website they have ridiculous ridiculous fucking prices on some of their things which i know somebody who works at wayfair and they told me they're like yeah we just have fucking shitty coders and stuff like that like we, we just have people who can't run this stuff right so they make mistakes in typing in the um, thing so these ridiculous price um items supposedly had names of missing children and so they believed that you were really putting in an order for a child to have sex with. so yes. easily. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people on the left, I saw people, leftists doing it too, mostly tankies. And I of think course. probably the people going after Bob Saget, there's there are probably some tankies doing it. I don't, I don't know. I, I have one former friend who I'm sure is all over this, but... He, he's yeah, a tanky. I haven't seen any of the leftist posts about Bob Saget, but I, knew, I know some people had commented on your post when you were kind of clapping back at some of those things because they had, they were they were bought in with the, some of those claims. Mm-hmm. And there was also the the ordeal. It was maybe. Go ahead. The biggest thing I, I think that makes people uncomfortable, and I kind of understand why, but I also like context there's so many things that go into Come it from an age where you could tell jokes well mm. there's that but he so there's there was a doll on set a full house that was like made to look like mary kate and ashley and i'm sure that they used the doll mostly from behind during certain scenes um and he you know they're they're talking about he's always had a crude sense of humor anyway but um He's talking about how hard it was to for the cast in general to keep like that 
wholesome thing. So they would all make inappropriate jokes at time. And like he was doing something, he ended up humping the doll, and it was probably like a five minute thing. I don't, I a can't tell, thing. or a five second thing. Sorry, <laughs> a five a second thing. Yeah, a five second thing. I know. I can't tell you how many inanimate objects I have humped in my life. Right. You know, like, and it's it's. There's times that like I'm making a joke, and I just look for whatever's standing up next to me, and I start humping it. You know, like it's, and that's that's what in my mind is the most probable reason it. It wasn't like he was fucking molesting it's not like this doll. Open the door, and he was just like had his dick in a doll. That's right, what they make it sound like right, and it's not like he was like by himself alone in a room doing it. No, he did this in front of other people as a fucking like. I, I could. He probably wasn't even talking. Like the actual joking around probably wasn't even about the doll. He just grabbed the doll because it was there. That's what makes the most sense. He's to me. just known as a really dirty comedian. He and is. He's screwed. he's dirty. And that kind of comedy, uh, Gen Z doesn't like that kind of comedy, so it's dead. So, like, he's he's of an older generation where you could joke about fucking dolls of your daughters. I mean, and not only that, but his his take on the aristocrats joke is also. I mean, I don't think it's terrible. It's one of the dirtiest things I've ever heard from him because when I grew up. The only thing I knew of Bob Saget was him on Full House. I hadn't seen any of his other anything that told me that this is a crude, dirty motherfucker, <laughs> yes, and he, he he will curse and just fucking say the most outlandish, dirty fucking thing without blinking an eye. And my dad actually introduced me to the, his version of the Aristocrats. So I'm sitting here just watching, and my jaws just dropping as it progresses because how fucking dirty that the whole thing point, see, the whole point of that joke is to see how far you can push being dirty. Yeah, it's the shock value. The oh yeah, that's, was, that's yeah. what it is. And I his, his comedy is shock value. You know, that's what he goes out after is that shock. And he he did it really fucking well. Has, has anyone um, checked to see what he knew about Hillary Clinton? Has there been <laughs> that yet? <laughs> did they say anything like that? Were they tying him into Pizzagate or something? Yeah, because he of gonna... the they, they were tying him to Pizzagate, but they tied um, Betty White to Pizzagate Oh, as well. okay. Yes. All the Hollywood elites She needed totally the blood pizza. of the virgins, That's though. That's what it was, yeah. Because yeah. she was... Did she say it as a, as a joke? Or did she yeah, somebody asked her in an interview how she managed to um, age so well, and she... She talked about moisturizing, and she, you know, drank lots of water. Avoiding the color green. Yeah, and then she's like, and I drank the blood of virgins, but they're in, um, like, they're hard to come by these days. <laughs> and, then, like, they took off and, uh, like, made that as proof that she's part of the... They can't fucking take a joke. They can't take any jokes. No, what's, what Sam said is repeated is that, you know, jokes are canceled. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and you got to take context of all of this stuff on, like, it, oh, they can't understand context. I keep seeing that in movie world that a movie will be like about age appropriate age differences, and like in the context of the movie, it's not being like this is great, but they have no like they have no sense of context or like what is actually being said. They just see what they don't like and they scream about it. Well, it's like um, you were talking about like. Gen Z not being able to handle certain kind of jokes too. You know, Gen Z tried really hard to cancel um, Big Mouth. No, oh, yeah. Because the one scene where in the first season where he figures out how to masturbate, they said that was uh, pedophilia, or that was yeah, that was that was p- pretty much child porn. 
that was child porn. Yes, that's that's what, and I've I've seen that from a lot of like the younger crowd does not fucking like Big Mouth because yeah, of that. Yeah, they're not going to be very fun. They're going to grow up and get hit by a truck by the real world. It's going to be pretty sad. <laughs> they are they are Gen Z. I mean, for for all Gen Z is useful for, they are also super fucking quick to. They're the ones that make Twitter toxic as fuck. I have seen so uh, there's a. It, it, there's a lot of leftist and liberal YouTubers and people that it was funny to watch their careers because they like jumped on like the can- cancel culture train and then they got canceled because Gen Zers combed through their shit and found one thing they didn't like and now all of a sudden all these like liberal leftist uh, YouTubers that were all for cancel culture are like whoa wait a second <laughs> and now it's on me because no one's safe we're not safe that's for fucking sure no one is safe from Gen Z cancel culture. They actually went. Remember, they went after. Uh, it didn't gain a lot of traction, but they tried going after fucking Eminem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I, how many years? I think they're on like the fourth season of Big Mouth, so they didn't even cancel that. Yeah, like it's still I just going. Watching the show, I still like it. <laughs> I mean, it's like the the thing is, is it wasn't displaying that as a like child porn. In order for it to be child porn, the point of it is to arouse people. I would to you know, and that scene did not do it. What it was is very fucking relatable to anybody who's been through puberty. I was, you know, I, I just finished reading a French graphic novel that M Night Shyamalan's old is based on, and that's about kids aging really fast, so their clothes fall off because they outgrow them, and then once the they're like they have the mind of like t- toddlers, but they grow up to be you know, teenage size in a matter of hours and there's a sex scene and then in the the reviews that everyone's saying that it's child porn. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Just that kind of stance. Did they not say the same thing about old because it's technically the same concept. Mentally, they were were like, you know... Yeah, well, that movie didn't have no titties in it when they... I don't know. They just... French... See, that's the thing. This is American Gen Z culture because... okay, okay. Because America is a puritanical country... Still, we're still we've always been a puritanical. So you're country. afraid of nudity so on much se- more on sex and sex and nudity. Yeah, you're right. Like America can't handle sex and nudity, but they also have this weird love hate thing with it, you know. But the French, they don't give a fuck. They they don't even see it twice. Like you you will watch an, a French movie and you might see an eight year old with naked with her top off, and they don't see anything wrong with that because they're like, we're not sexualizing it so they don't think twice about it but Americans sees that and they're like child porn it's like you're the one sexualizing it when you look at it and put that context on it that's That's not even in the mind of French people when they see that yeah I love Gen Z though but they they're 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 useful in some things very, very. They're, they're. I mean, you got to think what these fucking kids have been raised around. You know, the. Well, I hope thinking. they grow the fuck up. And <laughs> <laughs> now I like with the my kid doesn't buy into the big mouth thing. They don't like the show, but they're just like it, it's just not my thing. Um, the, so I found out Gen Z was, you know, do get jumping on Bob Saget, and I went into the kids' room. I was like. He's not a fucking child molester. Do not spread that stuff. And they're like, what? And I explained what all's going on, and they just gave the biggest eye roll. They're like, yeah, no. But he's so Mary, so a lot of people are going around saying he molested Mary Kate and Ashley. Out of nothing. Because of the roast. Because of the roast. That's where it came from. Like I said, jokes are canceled. They literally, I've literally seen, without any irony, 
he made these jokes and that's a secret confession. He didn't even – well, the, the thing is, is he didn't even make those jokes. Those jokes were made on the Comedy Central roast. Right. Which the Comedy Central roast, the whole point of those were to be as offensive and shocking as you can, not to tell the truth. Like, those things were all really horrible, but funny. Um, they, they were so bad, the jokes that were told. But um, what was I going to say about that? Well, I know that uh, some of the comments from, from yours and probably what you had to counter was that they – Took that there, those claims from the third party who had no who was not that's, Ma- that's, who was not Mary Kidder Ashley. That's where I was going. So when these first started, when I was in the Q group and I first started seeing seeing it come up, I'm I'm really anytime I see something in there, I immediately go try to find other sources for stuff. So when I started seeing the accusations about Mary Kate and Ashley, I started digging. Like, does he have any actual a- um, allegation from a victim ever? No, no victim of Bob Saget's has ever come forward. It's all been internet rumor from, like, with no source. It's just fucking people saying this happened and people believed it. Um, but the, but even the left has just ran with it, though, and, you know, they're, they've, Q fueled it, uh, but the left... Uh, I'm they, not, they know so how to manipulate. we say leftists. I'm not... I, mean, liberal, I, know, liberal. I saw some leftists I think liberals too, may I'll, do it because... I mean, liberals liberals are susceptible to a lot of that, like a lot of that kind of stuff, especially with. Hey, if they weren't susceptible to propaganda, they wouldn't be liberals. Well, I right. think I think another another aspect is that they're always you know they're wanting to believe the accuser, and so if they hear a story that someone has been accused, no they think it's, in this they think it's, a, it's from a good source. They're going to want to stand by the victim of uh, of that. But I, I when the first person said that they saw leftists sharing it too, I was like, oh well, I guess I'm cleaning out my friends list today. You did and, lose some people. I saw that happen. No, I only lost one. Okay. One just, person just one. unfriended me, but she didn't even try to engage in debate. As soon as she's like, I find some of the things he does disgusting. And I was like, yeah, you can find his jokes gross, but that doesn't make him a child molester. I was like, one's an opinion and the other one is false. And she's like, I think I'll just unfriend. And she's <laughs> the only one who unfriended me. She said something about how she posted links that predate QAnon. And there were some about the doll because it was in his memoir um, that he wrote. Mm-hmm. He he openly talked about that, but like... Once again, if it was inappropriate, you the, would think the, the someone whole, on... The whole point of him even saying that was to, was him... In the context of... He was a really fucking dirty comedian that was hired to be this wholesome dad. Mm-hmm. And he that whole point of him talking saying that was even like, I'm on this wholesome set, but I'm still my dirty jokester self. Right, and he, he said it wasn't just him. They all kind yeah. of did it. Um, but I looked at the links that she sent, and it was really funny because they're... None of them are reputable. Not a single one. She went to page six of Google. Yeah, they're they're it's just blogs. It's little blogs. But on the second one, it talks about the roast. And there's a paragraph in here that it's important to note that the early twenties, uh, early two thousands, Comedy Central roast um, were like all the jokes were really offensive. It's like that was their goal to be as offensive as possible, not to like be true 
Their goal was never to be true. <laughs> the roast <laughs> like, just turns into an intervention. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, who? I mean, and she completely missed that. But it pretty much that even her own source was like it was total bullshit. You know. <laughs> And then, yeah, the other one, I didn't even bother looking into it because I could tell it was another blog. And it's like, those those aren't sources. Those are, those are blogs. It's not a news source. It's not somebody coming forward with an accusation. That's somebody's goddamn fucking blog. <laughs> yeah, again, no credible sources. I mean... It would have, if it's Bob Saget, like, if anything, to someone who was, you know, America's dad, that was fucking what caused me, right? But, I mean, he was full well, house. Wow, those allegations yeah. were completely those were, yeah, those were <laughs> But, um, you know, Bob Saget, you know, full house, he was this wholesome person. If anything came out that discredited him coming, uh, you know, being this wholesome person, a TV personality, by and large, for how most people knew him, it would have been huge fucking news. That man lived to 65 years old without any allegation against him in Hollywood. Yeah. That's uh, really fucking accounts, impressive. He was a really nice guy. Yeah. Even Mary, Mary Kate and Ashley came out and said he was the kindest, um, most compassionate and generous person they have ever known. You know? Yeah. It's just in really sad circumstances. And I know the, the initial reports. What do you have? Well, we're talking about this, though. It's really important when we're talking about how people have jumped on this on both sides, like liberals, a lot on the right. Bob Saget's Jewish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. The anti-Semitism has come out. That's where a lot of that's rooted. That's, I think, part of the reason why it's so easy for some people to believe it. Um, Yeah, when I I was hearing people say that, I kept saying, like, oh, I didn't think he was Catholic. I'm like... (laughs) It just... (laughs) If you told me he was Catholic and a pedophile, I'd be like, okay. Right. (laughs) I mean, everyone who is a Catholic is at least okay with pedophilia, or they wouldn't be a Catholic. Well, the right says that about Jews as well. Well, there's... And it's all because of... Don't fuck their kids, though. It all comes from a... It's rarely used today, but the, like... The way some Orthodox Jewish that's church, not sexual though that's just a ritual act that's a ritual it's a ritual act that's a ritual and it's not sexual but yes part of the ritual includes is the, sucking foreskin off a of dick yeah. yeah the the priest or the not priest the rabbi. rabbi yeah they. But- it, well, that's still a crude practice because you know how many people have gotten like STDs. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it's crude. It should I, I but it's not sexual in nature. It's not right, no. no. But you know, so I get right now initial reporting. I know we're going to take. It's going to be months. I think they said before we get a, they get an autopsy because he was found dead. You know, in a uh, in his hotel room alone. No signs no, of no drugs. signs of drug use. I guess they they did a quick talk screen. I'm assuming. The man's 65 years old. He died in a heart attack. They said he was tucked into bed with his left arm over his chest. Yeah, that's sad. And his other arm off to the side. He, I, I, I'm willing to put money on the fact that that man just had a heart attack. The sad part is he was just he just wrapped up a show or was talking about his show. I know he just he issued a statement. Um, you know, he, what was that statement? He's he made? pretty much saying I'm back. Uh, you know, he was he was excited about the future and what to come. He's like, I got so much more coming out. Just wait and yeah. That's sad. Rest in peace, Bill. Bob Saget. Yeah. So that- speaking of Q, though. Um, you know, Q and the right conspiracy, and then some Proud Boys stormed the Capitol on January 6th, and uh, Mary Garland and Justice Department finally came down with some uh, charges. 
Oh, that's that's not really against Q. That's the fucking Oath Keepers. I'm saying, but you know, <laughs> the, the, you know, Q, Q pushed that, and then the Oath Keepers ran with it. Um, I it's I I don't think it was. I think he was going that way to begin with. Um, his name's Stuart Rhodes, um, the leader of Oath um, Keepers. They, I mean, you know, Oath Keepers were around long before Q became a thing. Right. Um, they were already, like, the whole point is he was recruiting um, ex-military, ex-police officers in case there was ever a need to rise up against the government. So it's pretty, like, that's their whole goal was to rise up against the government. So he, around 2016, he started radicalizing all of the members even more. Um, and they kind of ironically recruiting ex-military people who are sworn to uphold the that's that's the, but that's what they they think they're doing really that's the that's how he got these people in it's our job to uphold so even and you you make that oath for life when you join the military so that was their way of coming together and saying well if if the Government ever strays from the comp- uh, Constitution will be there to take up arms against our government. Um, so, and and they were kind of a quiet group. They've always been kind of. I mean, they've they've always kind of been radical, but they they things just got. He 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 led them, obviously, to Washington D.C. on January sixth. They were the ones. So there were videos. Going out um, shortly after January 6th that showed um, groups of people in military gear that were going through the crowd, rushing towards the front with one hand on the shoulder in front of the person in front of them to keep together. Right. Um, they, it's come out that they had training sessions where they learned those techniques. Um, he, the Stuart, Stuart Rhodes, and he never entered it. He got everybody else. He trained everybody to do the work for him while he sat back, probably thinking he'd have no fucking consequences for it. But nope. Even though he did not enter the Capitol, he has sedition charges. Yep. Uh, so him and 10 other members of the Oath Keepers were all charged with sedition, uh, seditious, conspiracy, uh, seditious conspiracy, and which is the harshest charges yet to be filed in over, the, uh, over 745 people that have been charged thus far. Mm-hmm. You know, Merrick Garland came out a week or two back, you know, especially on the, the day eve, before. Yeah. The day before the, the um, anniversary that they're going hard at these folks. So... You know, at least this this Justice Department is bringing these charges to the people who plan to fucking overthrow the government. We had the, and we talked about it then, they literally had a fucking noose that, you know, ready to hang fucking Mike Pence. They had mm-hmm. ammunition. Now, a lot of these people were smart and actually left it in the hotels. Yeah, but no, so they, what he did is he, he formed two teams. He got his guys into two different teams. One would go to the Capitol. The other one would stay at the hotels in um, Virginia with all of the arms. Okay, okay. So if anything came up and they, like, realized that, like, if if Capitol Police started shooting a lot more, he was calling them in to bring their guns. That was what that was for. So, yeah, it was a whole, he, he, it was a fucking conspiracy to over 
overthrow the government. That's exactly what that was. Yeah, they all had combat tactical gear. They they were ready to literally to literally have a war to to take over the, to overthrow the government or the at least or to because he was there to support Trump. He was there to make sure that election got turned. There to- were um, they went in before January sixth to like scope the area and like. Yeah, they they this was this you was think not... he was on that tour that fucking uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene gave. I haven't heard anything, so I, I'm not gonna. Okay. Um, How does she still have her job? Jesus Christ! Because I think it's a lot harder to get somebody out of Congress. Oh, because they because they won't attack their own. It, it requires it requires a certain number of people, and requires the right to turn on their own. And the GOP just fucking won't do that. So uh, other other breaking news right now is uh, the GOP says they will not engage in any debates in the next election. Yeah, they, they so actually what they. What I heard is they will make that anyone who's running for the GOP has to pledge that they will not participate because of the they think it's biased on how the Democrats were treated. And they're basing that solely off of because Trump couldn't shut his fucking mouth (laughs) and not fucking obey the terms of the first debate when he debated Biden. And I don't know if you remember that, that debate, the first public debate. It was a fucking shit show. Where he kept interrupting them, and they—it like, was not a debate. It was a fucking toddler fest. It was. It and was. And so they were like, "Well, fuck you." So the next one, we're gonna go virtual because, hey, COVID. You have COVID, you asshole. I right? think I watched that first one over here. No, we may have watched it on on Zoom. We may have had a Zoom party. Uh, okay. Um, but then the third one was when they said. After your time, your your mic is muted, and that pissed them off because they wanted him to be able to just freely yap and disregard any of the rules. So because the commission, the debate commission, put in rules to instill some sort of fucking order to have a debate, the right is like, fuck no, we're not gonna we're not gonna agree to your debates. It sounds like a great. This is a great sign for who they're going to put forward. Is it going to be him again? Oh, yeah. They're prepping to put him in again. You because, think so? Oh, 100%. I think so. I think he, he's, he, you know. He's probably thinking if he can get back into office, he'll escape any consequences for January 6th. Well, that's why they need to push this shit through. Yeah, they do. I mean, they... They're moving... You know what? They are moving somewhat somewhat quickly. I know they've worked with a few others. They're, they're issuing a few more subpoenas, but a lot of people are fucking dodging subpoenas. Merrick Garland's not not being as harsh as he as he, as he could be, and Congress isn't isn't doing it as well. So, I listened to... Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio needs to make a movie about it. <laughs> I was Sick. listening to um, opening arguments today. I oh, you finally listened? Yeah. Yay. Um, but they did an episode on the Merrick Garland speech, and I thought it was interesting because he was going through um, the how... Like, talking about charging, and he said something that he's like, the way this is worded... I feel like they're going to go after Trump. Like he's going to get some charges from this. I can't remember what part, but I don't know. I I hope so. I'm not holding my breath, but I really fucking hope so. There's, he needs there, to. The, he need, he needs to be brought up on several things. There's there's still the New York case from the 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 those the are fraud, still going the financial fraud. I'm still pissed that I'm honestly still pissed at Georgia hasn't brought him up on on election fraud charges because for trying to convince the. The election commission to what turn find more votes like that literally is an illegal act that he did and they they have the evidence they have the call they have the transcript and that is clearly a crime 
and they're not pursuing that. There's several things. I mean, things maybe they they're working with the federal government, though, to include that in any charges, you know? Because, that, I mean, that's the thing. The, the, well, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a charge from Georgia. I mean, he called from Washington, D.C. to Georgia to for election fraud. And election fraud, is, it, is that a federal charge? Because it, it was for a federal election. Probably. I, I, I'm not a lawyer, so right. I, I don't recall. But I know that but I, I think that it was the um, Georgia's uh, attorney general who, who had initially launched an investigation into that. So I'm thinking it was state level at that time. But I don't know. I just know that I think you're right. I think uh, he he may be trying to run in 2024 to avoid, you know, all these charges. He's going to he's going to do what he does is try to delay, delay, delay. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, he's going to his hope is he's going to get, you know, that immunity again by being a sitting president if he should win the next election. So I think you're we'll see. You heard about the NPR interview or that. I did. He fucking rage quit. Well, that was right before that, though. He was going on about Mitch McConnell being a loser. (laughs) So they're they're fighting. And he's tiptoeing. Again, he's tiptoeing around uh, trying to get his his supporters to take the vaccine. You know, he's trying to, you know, push more therapeutic things. So he's he's really walking back some things. And then, yeah, he definitely, definitely rage quit over that because he was pressed on. His continued election. No, like campaigns. it didn't even. It seemed like rage quitting because he he. It just went silent. He didn't say anything. They started asking the question, and he was just gone. Yeah, that's he, not rage he, quitting. He said, okay, that's he, that's a oh shit bye. He did. He did say okay. That, thank you very much. You know, then just then hung not up. in the recording. I heard. I didn't. It, hear was, that. it, it was on the transcript. Okay. It, it was on the transcript. There was some some version. He did. He did sign off. But then the guy says, wait, 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 I do have one more question and try oh, to okay. press one more thing. Is, and he's gone. So well, then he, is it, was, that it was nine even... minutes into a 15-minute phone call. So if he says he's ending it, though, and all of that says thank you, and somebody starts saying something, I'm not even going to say that's rage quitting because he ended. He said thank you. Do we know that the phone was against his ear at the time that he started asking the other question? Uh, yeah, he was belligerent. I, 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 I didn't hear, listen to the audio. I because I'm at work. I can only read transcripts, and I read the whole thing. And it was, he's a fucking bumbling idiot. Yeah, I only heard they the NPR article I clicked on um, only had the clip about um, um, fucking Mitch McConnell, him going off on it, and it had where the um, NPR. Reporters was started at. I have one more question, and he's like, "Oh, he's gone." So I, I, I didn't hear the full audio. Do you know what's worse than listening to Trump speak is trying to read a transcript of Trump speak. It's so hard. It's so fucking frustratingly hard because you're like, because the, the person, and you got to give it to the person who's writing the transcript because they had to magically put in punctu- punctuation that didn't exist to try to make it make some semblance of a. I mean, it's not coherent. It's Trump. It's Trump who we're talking about. But it was so frustrating to read. The man went on some wild tangents, didn't answer the questions that were asked. It was fucking frustrating. But what a fucking idiot. God, I hate the man. I hate the man. I hate hearing him speak. I hate reading him fucking speak. Yeah. But I wanted to see what he... Oh, his, his, I, I loved reading the transcripts of his speeches like <laughs> during his presidency because none of it made sense. None of it made any sense at all. It's like... 
these people are like, he's such a great speaker. Oh. Oh, he's so he speaks facts. He doesn't speak in full sentences. <laughs> <laughs> no, he repeats just like me. <laughs> it's so frustrating. All right, so Sunday morning in Bronx, New York, there was a fire at an apartment complex. A lot of unfortunate deaths in that one. Um, and as news comes out, we're learning, really, the cause of that fire was capitalism. It really was. So just to, just to clarify, it was nine adults and eight children that uh, broke out on the 19-story building. And uh, initially... They tried to blame it on space heaters, right? Well, I think the initial That's fire. That's what caused the flame. Yeah, so. The initial fire. I live in an apartment complex. My MB, The walls in between the um, apartments are all like cement blocks. I've lived in others where there's like um, a fireproof wall. You know, they, they do these in the apartments. There's probably something on the between the floors to prevent a an apart uh, fire from spreading to other apartments. It's, it's the whole point. That I th- and I think it's regulatory that they build these to where if a fire breaks out, it will not spread. It's mainly to, contained. Yes. Um, and this one, it may have had that, but it was the doors that were an issue. The safety and, doors, they failed to close. Uh, it's just, you know, and, and residents had been complaining about it, and the people who owned the building never went in and fixed it. So the whole reason that this fire spread the way it did is because the owners of the building did not do what they needed to do to keep that apartment it safe. It was uh, even less than the smoke into the, or the fire. The smoke is what killed them, is mainly what kills these people, the smoke inhalation. Right, just right. Billows through. The safety doors did not close. And this building, another problem with this building, and I'm just going to say it, 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 it kind of ties into a, a racist kind of history of how we develop these areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this area, it was built in 1972. It did not have any fire escapes or sprinkler systems throughout the building. Because is this, that the Bronx one or is, is that the, the Christmas one? one? This, is the, this is the Bronx. They both, but we'll get to the Philadelphia yeah. one. But the Bronx one didn't either uh, because rules that require both do not apply to the city's older buildings. So they had no means of escape. They have no sprinkler system, the faulty doors, which uh, I think you and I talked about it. Residents had just been so accustomed to just that. They had to close the door themselves, or they, they've never seen the door closed by itself, as, as, or as is intended. Right. And, you know, the problem with low-income housing, because I think this was Section 8 housing mm-hmm. in the Bronx, is that they can only complain so far. There's really nowhere else they can take that. No. And, I mean, if... if- Technically, they were the owners were abiding the laws with the uh, without the fire escape and no sprinklers. Right. Technically, but that that shouldn't. I mean, you can fucking install fire escapes to an apartment. Hell, I live on the third floor. We don't have fire escapes, and it makes me fucking nervous all the time. But try <laughs> convincing someone to spend money when they don't have to. Right. And this is a nineteen. But that's the state. The state. It was it owned by? Because not all some apartment buildings 
except Section 8, but aren't Section 8, like, housing. Yeah, it was owned by Bronx Park Phase 3 Preservation LLC. So, yeah, it was a corporation. They, and, like, so they just didn't want to spend the money. No, they didn't want to spend the money. It was poor upkeep. And this underlines another problem, though, is that when maintenance issues aren't addressed, there's not a whole lot that residents can do because the fear of fucking backlash, you know, being unjustly evicted or rate hikes for trying to press these issues, that can happen. And these people, you know, they really can't live anywhere else. They're kind of forced to live in these Mm -hmm. areas. And capitalism drove this problem. Capitalism, and we're going to tie it because the, so in just a week prior, just a week prior to the Philadelphia fire. Now that one, I believe was, um, the Philadelphia housing authority. They owned that property. Um, I, I remember looking at this, but it was the same thing. Um, they did not have um, fire escapes. They did not have sprinklers. They were only required um, for like single um, single family dwellings. You only needed one exit, and that's the front door. So, um, and that one, it was a five year old boy who was he he playing with a fire a lighter and he lit the christmas tree on fire get your fucking stupid i'm fucking amazed that a five-year-old could flick the lighter my oh. se- a 16 year old can't even get a lighter to spark up like, stupid. so he actually survived he actually escaped he, he's he ran out the front door it was a two-story um so two-family dwelling um uh in these like the top floor had three sisters and their children so there were 14 people in that one Quick correction: There was a, it was a three story. It was three story row house. A three story. But I also so, heard. But, so the first and second, first and part of the second story were occupied by one family. The part of the second floor and the third floor were occupied by the second. And another problem with this, and this is again people not spending money when they don't have to, is that there were no fire extinguishers. There were no fire extinguishers. The bigger thing is that... Smoke detectors? um, Yeah, the smoke detectors. So the housing authority said they went in and they checked. They replaced all of the smoke detectors with 10-year lithium battery, which are tamper-proof. They're like harder for people to tamper with to get that battery off. So they said that they put 10 of those smoke detectors in there. Um, Well, they're investigating and there's only one in the basement. The yeah, other the- ones were regular 9-volt batteries, and the batteries, like, in five of them were removed. Four, so four of the actual, four of the actual fire uh, smoke detectors were actually removed and in a drawer, all, and the fifth one had its battery removed. You know, just, you know, poor upkeep. They didn't have the proper tamper-proof, like you said. And what's interesting is that there was actually a bill introduced in Pennsylvania that would be required, absolutely required, them to have the tamper proof they but the bill never made it to a vote again capitalism drove you know this this the, now the, the the start of the fire and now it's tragic you know it, it's accidental but the smoke and the fire did not it could have been preventable it had there been proper safety equipment proper upkeep proper maintenance by the developers by the owners of the the maintenance crew of these buildings it's these lives may not have been lost I know, like, my apartment complex, I've never lived in an apartment where they didn't do annual inspections, and I guess they they said they did. I mean, they clearly replaced one thing, but it seems like they just half-assed them all. 
My apartment has the hardwired smoke detectors, so nobody can fuck with those. Um, but yeah, they come in and like everybody knows theirs is working <laughs> once a year. Is it loud as fuck? But imagine those people out at work, not there when the housing authority came in. They could come in and just be like, "Yep, check," and leave. And it's it's, it's such a it's such a deadly combination of you know the, how these how these buildings. I mean, they're they're, they're high rises. They have that many units. No way to escape. It's just all it takes is one incident, and without proper maintenance, safety equipment, safety measures, that's that's how the, one of the worst fires in Bronx history in, in the in the wild. I really need to think they need to do more. A Tennessee needs to do this to all states. You need more than one fucking exit, even if it's a single family dwelling. When you have people who live on, like, these high... Hell, here in um, Knoxville, you know that fucking... There's at least 13 floors, I believe, on this building, right? When you're going down western into downtown, there's the apartment building on the left, the Summit Hill Apartments. They caught on fire um, Tuesday morning. Um, Did you hear the fuckery about that right now? I have not heard about all that. They have evacuated 300 residents that I have knew that, nowhere yeah. to fucking go, and they didn't have shelters put up in place beforehand. And so the people that don't have place, they're, they're literally right now struggling that's, to find shelters that's, for them. Yeah, that's what's going to happen anytime there's a fire. That's normal. You know, we don't have, you know, shelters in place for this is an emergency situation. We need these people to be housed. We don't have those. Right. Um but I know I ended up having a delivery there Tuesday morning, and I walked in, and I went into the elevator. My delivery was on the ninth floor, and the first elevator I went to was open. So I went in, and I pushed the button, and I'm like, okay, this is it's not closing. I can see other people. So I walked right out, like, pushed the button on the outside. I'm like, it's not going to call the other elevator because it's sitting here. But um, so the elevators, because of this fire, the elevators – did not work. The sprinklers went off. It fucked everything up. How the fuck? Like, so you... What if the whole building was in flames and you have people on the 13th fucking floor? They don't have a fire escape. And not only that, these are... 60, these this, res, this place is literally for people who are 62 or older and on disability. These people right. can't just trot downstairs. Right. Like, you know, what a, the fuck? Like, I don't understand why we don't have fire. Anything over two stories, in my opinion, there should be a fucking fire escape. Yeah, there's, there needs to be something, but it's capitalism, man. They, I mean, now, Summit Hill, I don't know who owns that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Knox County Housing Development. I got you. Um, but there, uh, I want to circle back to the Bronx and Philadelphia because this is also, I read an interesting stat today. And this is on uh, NBC News. I'll link the article in the show notes. Is that the black people are more likely to die, more likely than uh, people of other races to die in uh, accidents like fires. Though black people make up about 13% of the U.S. population, they represent 25% of individuals killed in residential fires across the country. Uh, I'll read this quote here. Racism influences almost every way to die by accident in America, and it has for a long, long time. I looked as far back as 1900, and black people die by accident at a higher rate than white people. All accidents total. Accidents are supposed to be unpredictable, unpreventable events. If that were true, accidental deaths would be randomly distributed across the U.S., but it's not. People are not putting proper signs and crosswalks or things like that in these areas. People are getting hit by, you know, pedestrians getting hit. And it's not a fucking accident. Well, it's like, you know, 
I mean, the accent tracks, but the the design of this, the, how they, the infrastructure of those of largely black populated areas is no is is kind of by design and, and it that's has been. that's yeah, and that's the thing. Like, poor black people live in more condensed spaces. Poor white people, some of them may live in those same spaces, but the bulk of them live rural, and they do have houses. Some of them are small. Some of them live in apartments, but, like, they're not as bunched in. And so they're they're bunched in, and these, a lot of them live in, like, Section 8 housing. Okay, so you have the properties that are owned by Section 8 that... they they have the name projects, which you shouldn't call, but a lot of people will call, refer to them as that. But you have individual landlords or companies that own properties who accept Section Eight vouchers, um, and and neither one of them, you know, the the housing authorities, the city's supposed to be taking after. Um, you would expect the city to have certain things that they're supposed to do for those apart those. This housing, but from Philadelphia, it shows that they'll. And I mean, I know people who live in the housing developments that the city doesn't take care of those as well as you would expect the city to. It seems like it's their responsibility, but the individuals who accept Section Eight, some of those are like the shittiest fucking people out there. They will straight up neglect every responsibility they have. Well, let's let's talk about the Bronx for instance. Why, how many how many space heaters did they say were used and why were they why were they necessary? That was my first question is why did they need that many like space heaters? Did they not have heat in their fucking apartment? Cuz right. if I mean and and especially it started on the ninth floor, correct? It, it was it was, I I I, I, I believe it started on the ninth floor. Okay. I live in a third floor. I'm about in the middle of my building, like almost directly in the middle of the building. And in the winter, my electric bill goes down because I like last year I I went a while without heat while they were working on it. And I had a space heater that was about 12 inches by 12 inches that was able to take care of my entire apartment because heat rises. So I was getting the heat from the apartments down below in my neighboring's the neighbor's heat. So, like, it's you don't need that much. You, I imagine really living on the ninth floor, you have all the heat from the people around and the people surrounding you. So there, I know it's colder up there too. But even on our coldest days here, I think when my heat was out last year, it was during one of those really fucking like it's zero degrees outside. Um, two days periods um, that we care. <laughs> yeah. but I, but. I, I can second that. I lived in an apartment in Oak Ridge. I was on the second floor. I'm not sure what temperature the lady beneath me kept her, but I my energy bill went down. It was didn't have to run as much because you know I I was getting the benefit of the heat from the unit below me. So you know I think you're right. There had to been you know there could be ins- these are older buildings and they're not being well maintained. There's there could be uh, insulation yep. problems. Yep. You know any number of things that aren't being taken care of because they don't fucking have to. Right, all they have to, and because again, something I mentioned or alluded to earlier is that these people don't really have a lot of choices on where they can, especially in the Bronx in New York, where it's fucking expensive to live. There's not a lot of places where these people can 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 live, and the fear of eviction, of unjust eviction, is is a real thing. And 
you've shared some stories. Let's just shit on some landlords in general, shall we? How because, you doing, Sam? Hey, Sam. Uh, it's, I'm, it's actually currently not for rent. I need to get back, get it back up. <laughs> You're currently not a landlord. No, not currently. But I need to fix the place up. It's there's some damage to it. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, the one of the other problem, one of the things you shared, and what was kind of appalling was some of the letters that people got sent out, Al, that had received not. Not a $40 increase to their rent. Not a 60 or $80 increase. It went from, I think, 900 to $1,200 is one of the letters that you shared out. My apartment complex, when I moved in there, there were a handful of white families. I mean, it was predominantly black. Um, black and Hispanic. The rent there was $640 when I moved in there. One year later, well, about it was about eight months later, a company bought it out, and when they came in, the first thing they did, they raised our rent to eight forty. It was a thirty-three percent increase on our rent. Mm-hmm. And you want to want to know what the demographic is now? I can only imagine. <laughs> There's a whole lot more white people living there. I hate it. And is because a lot of places, there's a, there's very little. Some states do have rules. Some states do have laws that protect tenants that rent, but most don't. There are very, very few states who have um, laws to protect. Most states, their um, uh, landlord-tenant laws benefit the landlord. Um, very few states um and most of those are ones that people got up and started tenant unions. And that's what most states need to do is get tenant unions going so that we can fight for better. Because, like, what, what, landlords are really fucked up right now. Um, you know, we had the um, eviction. The moratorium. Yeah. It's ending. They're, they're really ready to push well, to there's, fucking there's, evict. But they, were already, they, they continued because you couldn't evict somebody for their inability to pay rent but you could find a million other bullshit reasons to evict them and they did especially black families they continued to suffer evictions throughout the uh pandemic yeah uh there's very little protections and these people that's why they can't that's why a lot of the maintenance goes undone because there are some states that allow people to not have to pay rent when maintenance goes maintenance issues go un, unaddressed mm-hmm. but the moment they pull that then they can get unjustly evicted for something else you know there's there's very very little protection these and people they, have they you, have to just and they just have to fucking deal with it and it's unfortunate there's, and again like you said this article that NBC laid out is you know it, it really inad- adversely affects the black population um, in those you know, centralized areas where there's dense populations because there's really not a lot of places they can go and they have to just fuck kind of fucking deal with it. I think it's by design. Like I said, I think America's aiming for slums being a normalized thing. That's... Well, they literally designed cities that way. They yeah. purposely built bridges to, to section off to, to uh, portion off and, and separate those areas. It was, of course it's by design hundred percent. It has been and it continues to be. So this article lays out the um, percentage of renters and percentage of evictions um, and it breaks it down from black, white, uh, Latinx, 
No, that's the dumb. That's that's the dumb Gen Z thing. Latinx is a thing. Gen I, Z is I know pushing a lot of adults. Latin people don't like, actually want to use. I know a lot of adults who are are will use it. I but, know a lot so of Latino people who tell white people. We're not to getting shut the into that. Up. So <laughs> I haven't heard, heard, heard Latinx. So the black population makes up twenty percent of renters and thirty-eight or thirty-two percent of evictions. White people make up 52% of renters and 45% of, of evictions. Latinx um, population, it's Don't 21% it. of renters <laughs> and 17, I'm quoting this article, 17% of gotcha. evictions. Asians is 5% of renters and only 2% of evictions. So like the disproportions, looking at white to black, 52% of renters are white and only they make up 46%, which is... Yeah, lopsided. Yeah, is that yeah, it's lopsided I mean, compared to the black population? Black, black renters, people uh, make up twenty percent of renters and thirty-two percent yeah. of evictions. I mean, it, again, it's like, like Sam and I said, it, it's by design. They, it's how they keep them in poverty. And but the cities again, we've we've literally designed cities to keep the black population. In in poverty, literally, that's how it's done. What happens when people get evicted? Yeah, I mean, as soon you don't even have to go to court. As soon as somebody files an eviction for you, on you, you can move out that day, and it still counts against you on your record. It still makes it harder for you to rent, and this is why, you know, it also makes up a larger portion of the houseless population. Yeah, right. It, this is why. Um, I think about. I mentioned earlier one of those apartments um, in Philadelphia. It was three sisters and their children, totaling fourteen people in that apartment. Why do you think they had to live like that? Because yeah. you know that's not comfortable for any of them. Nobody chooses to live with fourteen fucking people. Most people don't even choose to live with their siblings and their kids when they have families. People want their own space. But you have these families, and I think this goes on fairly often in low-income families. And part of it is because they can't rent somewhere else because they have this eviction. Or they need to go in with three adults to be able to have the the credit and everything that's needed to get an apartment. They can't get it on their own. Like, this isn't comfortable living that we are subjecting these people to. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, you know, the we're not going to get we're we're not getting anything through Congress to fix this to build back better, and some of the infrastructure had things like that to help address a lot of those issues. You know, it's really unfortunate what Congress and the Senate is doing right now to stall every kind of legislative agenda that is intended to, and by and large, are very popular fucking things that the, that people really fucking support, but because. They use trigger words, socialism, communism. They get the right. The, the GOP is uh, they're out of it. You know, none of the fifty senators have agreed to vote on any of the critical bills that are that America really fucking needs to fix its infrastructure and to take care of its fucking people. And we're shitting on two, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. But it's also the 50 fucking senators on the GOP who are also idly by letting fucking America literally crumble. And not and, and failing to address those fucking things that um, these are popular things that that America wants, but they can just you know turn their base. But all they have to do is just f- 
you know, fuck the liberals or fuck the Democrats, and they, they, they score political points. And this is why I say we can't listen to these fucking people. We have to railroad them. Other countries get this shit done. Germany's fixed their housing crisis by just having the government step in. <laughs> Think about that happening here. What if the government stepped in and was like, no, we're giving housing back to the people? Like, how would fucking Republicans well, react? No, you know what? You've got a great point because while it fixes a major fucking problem of homelessness, you know, we have these buildings that are not even being fucking used, you know, but they, they're so against big government except when it fucking benefits them. Go ahead. Of course they wouldn't fucking vote for that. I mean, like I said, I you can't really... There's no argument to have with these people anymore. Like, how are you going to explain this to them? They, they're they so indoctrinated that you can't really be like, Hey, this isn't within your best interest to uh, want this. You, you're actually really poor. Why do you think you're not poor? Hey, Republicans, why do you think you're not poor? <laughs> they're, but they're easily... Sam, they're easily fucking distracted. They don't care about how it may benefit them. They get the, the short, you know, the... You know, we're, we're denying Joe Biden, you know, and that's all they fucking care and about. And that's why they're openly – that's why they're fascists. Like, they care more about race issues or controlling women than they do about their own their own wealth or security. Well, and they're also now saying the fucking – we've mentioned before, but, you know, they're going against this, you know, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And there's two voting rights bills going through right now that we're not going to fucking get. They're not. And they're fucking common – sense fucking bills you know because they're fascists that's the all the answers i want to go back and read this what does every fascist deserve i want to read these two um paragraphs from this npr article is this referring to the housing yeah um i think it's quoting a lawyer he says it's a downward cycle exasperated by the pandemic Black families are more likely to rent rather than to own their own homes and to pay a larger share of their income when they do rent. They also tend to have a smaller financial cushion to cover emergencies. Now, during the pandemic, blacks are more likely than whites to have lost their jobs and three times as likely to be hospitalized with COVID. Being evicted only increases those risks, according to the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. They're keeping racism alive and well without saying it out loud by maintaining these policies, by not investing I mean, the infrastructure in those areas. The GOP is saying it out loud now. I mean, I mean, they're they're pretty clear on it. They, I mean, they they're can just s- trying to see how openly fascist they can actually be. Trump helped them a lot. How it is, open it about is. it can if we be? If you listen to some of their debates. They they're pretty. They may not say the words. They could say, "Oh, and that's not what we mean." But it's very clear what they're meaning and what they're saying. Um, and it's it's they do not care about black people, or they, they don't, don't care, care about, about their black votes. people or poor people. Even though even though a lot of the GOP are fucking poor. Well, I mean GOP supporters, but they all they all they care about are trigger words. You know abortion or some other thing and then they everything that the democratic policies that would literally benefit them regarding you know so health care the health care for one thing they don't give a fuck it literally benefits them everything i see them the same as fucking fascists they're fascist soldiers they're completely brainwashed their entire purpose of life is not for themselves but for benefiting fascism 
Like they don't have autonomy as people to me. It's, it's because just if they did, they would. Protecting the rich is protecting yeah. their wealth. That's all they fucking care about is protecting. Protecting their own the wealth. riches' wet wealth. They've been turned into blind soldiers for fascism. That they don't care about their own health and welfare of themselves or their family. <laughs> they really don't. They 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 really truly don't. At because- that point, I don't. They they're they're not an autonomous person to me. When you don't care about your own well-being to the point where you will sacrifice your life your well-being of your family and your neighbors you are a soldier for someone else well i mean those soldiers are drinking their own pee now so i mean (laughs) tell their intelligence level yeah i mean the and these are not they may be somewhat progressive, but they're still somewhat even centrist policies. These aren't like super left policies Ew. that are being pushed through that would benefit them, that would bring infrastructure to the area, that would save fucking lives. Medicare, there is no fucking... The medical care in the United States is a fucking joke. Uh, there's a person on TikTok who just comes on and just shits. They're, they live in Germany. And these other countries have fucking figured it out. They've, you know, some of the other countries have really figured out how to take care of their fucking population. And the United States, we know how to. They just refuse to enable those things because of how they how they spin it to the to the. Uh, I'm gonna say the to the right. The right is, is is against it because they think they're paying for socialism. They think there's people. They they convince everyone that everyone's fucking trying to leech and trying to defraud and just. Take you take what's yours instead of trying to the hey, people that are taking what's theirs. Yeah, we're in a society, motherfucker. We have to support each other. You think you you think you survive on your own? You don't. That's why. That's why. Like you I said, I, they're they're inherently bad people. Like that's why they like Trump. They like his supporters are not good people well, because they like him because he reflects the pieces of shit that they are. They've done a really good job doing the us versus them, and when you think about like. I think back, the fucking immigrants are coming to take our jobs. I remember getting in a debate with somebody on the right about this. It was like, but you understand companies are voluntarily paying these people less than minimum wage. And like, do you, like, that's why they're getting the work is they'll work for less. Do you not understand that those are the companies exploiting those people? If these companies said no, this is the minimum wage, then like, or this is this is what we're paying everybody, no matter what, no matter where you come from. Would it be an equal playing ground then? You know, like the only reason they're like, well, yeah, they'll work for less, but that's you know, it's still their fault. No, it's the companies. It's the companies that are exploiting this cheap-ass labor. We had one in uh, Tennessee somewhat mm. recently. It was a meat plant. I'm not sure where in Tennessee. They had 300-something that they, they raided, that, that they had uh, that many illegals that are, sorry, immigrants from, and you had to, this is Tennessee. You got you to gotta think that that's probably a fucking right-winger businessman, but he knows how to fucking save money by exploiting cheap And the thing is, is do you think these people want to be making $4 a fucking hour or sometimes less? No, nobody wants to. Those are the only jobs that they can find. Because, and it's still exploitation. No matter how you fucking look at it, it's exploitation. They're exploiting people. That's why I've, I've been noticing this trend now with people who pay very shitty 
wages at like fast food, the fast food companies that are still paying really shitty wages, they're specifically seeking out teens. I've been seeing these in a lot of like community groups, like Oak Ridge groups. And I'm, I'm enjoying the comment section on these though, because every time someone goes in there, I think it actually, um, I saw it in a Carnes group last week. I think the manager of Ingalls on, um, merchants was Look, he's like, we're really needing employees. If any of your teenage children are looking for jobs. I would like to exploit the youth. And man, he got ripped the fuck up in the comments of people like, why are you looking for kids? Maybe you wouldn't have a hard time uh, finding people to work if you paid more than eight twenty five. I think it was nine twenty five an hour. And then like I, I did see somebody in the comments, an older person who's like, Everybody's so entitled. What makes you think your kid deserves more than seven twenty-five? We started out at minimum wage, and I looked at all like it's not about. All right, my comment on there was like, if my kid can get twelve dollars an hour doing the same work somewhere else, why the fuck would I suggest that they go work for nine or seven dollars an hour? I'm like, this isn't entitlement or anything else. It's fucking common sense. I've been telling my kid, my kid's about to start working, and I drill into them all the time. I'm like, go for the companies that will pay. Those are the companies that will probably give you more benefits. They value their marginally more, maybe, or at least they're smart enough to know they have to take care of their employees some. Do not fucking go get a minimum wage job. Yeah, they um, they really, especially the right, and probably solely the right, really has a problem with paying a fucking decent wage for what they consider unskilled labor. Yeah. Yeah. And that I don't understand. Like, I mean, because they still depend and rely on to be able to go to those places. And I, they, they don't think that anyone deserves a fucking living wage. They think it's, they think that doing X job for X, you know, there was a, there was a project. uh, It was a, it was a, a lever activated. It was a, 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 a lever you would rotate. And you would rotate it, and you would spin it. And every time you rotate it, uh, every so often, a penny would fall out. And you would do so. And if you did that for an hour, seven dollars and twenty-five cents would accumulate. Right. And it was just—it was just to show how much fucking work and how I very little that. your efforts for fucking minimum wage would be. And no one would sit there. You know, you can—you you couldn't convince a single fucking person on the right. To sit there for eight hours a fucking day, just spinning that and doing nothing else. It requires no other, nothing. It requires no thought, requires no skill. You're just sitting there spinning it. And they think that, they think that that's good enough for people who have, who have to work in fast-paced environments. They don't fucking understand it. That's- well, in one of the comments, there were only, I think, five um, comments in the whole thread that were people defending the low wages. But one of like, these are teenagers. They don't have bills to pay. They probably don't even pay their own gas. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Exploit your children when they're young and don't understand the worth of money. I'm over here. Okay. I know most of the teenagers I know have at least one bill, whether it's their phone bill or their insurance that they pay the ones that are working. My kid doesn't even have a phone. Well, they have a cell phone, but it doesn't have phone service because they're either at school, home, or with friends who have a phone that can call. But my kid's not getting phone service on their phone until they have a job to pay for it. 
their kids, my kids not going to be driving until they can pay their insurance and they can pay gas. Not all parents can afford to do that shit for their kids and just give them all the money that they want. A lot of kids have to work to be able to drive to and from school, to and from work, to have a phone. And you know what? There's a lot of teenagers out there who have to work to help pay the bills yeah, in their absolutely. home. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? It's like, the- it's when you talk about fucking entitlement, it's entitlement, or entitlement and privilege is what they were saying. It's entitlement and privilege to think that no teens out there have bills to pay. And I think it has a stem from because they don't understand the change in times. They're still in fucking boomer mode and yeah. a lot of this is the older folks who you know they only one person had to work the the woman would stay home and cook and clean and they were able to fucking buy a home two cars put their kids to school and that's not the reality these days the the if you look at the stats on what has increased versus minimum wage i mean it's fucking out the, the housing food fuel education is huge Healthcare went up massively. Everything, everything, everything across the fucking board, except for Little Caesars fucking um, hot and ready's. They only went five. But in the last twenty years, that's the only thing that did not go up until this year. It went up to five fifty-five for those hot and ready's. I will never financially be able to recover from this. But someone made a post, and it really kind of sunk in. Is that in slave era times when minimum wage was zero dollars an hour, the best we got to seven dollars and twenty five cents in two thousand and fucking twenty one. That's how far we've come up. We went from zero dollars an hour for the people that with power see as the lowest of society. It went from zero dollars an hour to seven twenty five in this much fucking time. Yeah, and meanwhile, fuel. I remember. Fuel alone is a huge one that went up in ma- went up in, in fucking magnitude. When I was when I was in getting ready to start driving, gas was eighty five cents. When my brother started driving, it was eighty five cents. I didn't start driving until I was like eighteen because my mom's a cunt. Um, <laughs> but so at eighteen, when I started driving, it was already over a dollar, and I think that next year it was up to like two because the next year was tw- uh, after nine eleven, and yeah, I think and it I was remember I remember two dollars after mad that. The I was living in San Antonio. I remember how mad people got when it got over a dollar, and now it's you know now it's over you know it's uh, upwards of three in some areas of the country, well over it's four, five. Is it, I've seen it in um, California. Oh, yeah, I've California seen it up to five or six, awful. seven. But housing has drastically... I mean, your housing increased 33% in one in eight months. Yep. Just imagine what, you know... Education has skyrocketed. Healthcare has skyrocketed. And, and they, that's another and thing. These people can't keep up. That's why, they, that's why these people are living with fucking 14 people in a single house. Even if... So even if these teenagers that are like going out to work... Even if they don't have bills, how do you like what? Why can't we let these kids that don't have bills save up money to pay for school? You can't do that on seven fucking twenty five an hour these these days with this cost of school. That's not going to pay for a college education. And let's just be frank: you can't. Let's say they're on their own; they can't live on. Let's even they. Let's say they go up to eleven or twelve. Literally, eleven and twelve is just not enough to do it. You can't. You know, single household individuals. Is is so it's hard to do. It's very it's, hard to do if when you're in, when you're first entering the workforce. My kid, you know, they're they're 
they're getting close to graduation age, so they're looking at colleges, and they're they got a close relationship with their cat. And do you say with their cat? With their cat, yeah. Okay. They're, they're, those two. I are like bonded. how you went from looking at colleges into a great relationship. Well, it's with their relevant. Cat. So they they they're thinking of housing when they're in school, and they're like, "Well, the dorms, I probably can't have my cat." And so they're like, "How realistic is it for me to have my own apartment?" And while going to school, I'm like very, very unrealistic unless you have like four roommates. Right. <laughs> and they're like, uh, so they were concerned. They did find out that the school does accept emotional support animals. So we're going to get that set up nice. <laughs> so that they can have their cat in their door. It's another thing that went up. Fucking the books are fucking the books that they're required on the fucking syllabuses are fucking out outrageous. I now I I made it through school without ever buying the books. Um I was really smart about all of that. Do you pirate your books? <laughs> well, the second time I went through school, I pirate. The first time I I did buy most books because I was on a scholarship that paid for books. Um the second time when I went back, I did a lot of pirating. Um, I had teachers that I would just go up to and say, hey, look, I can't afford a book. And they would either give me an old edition or something like that. I made it through. But at the same time, like, I couldn't afford. That's still the thing. I could not afford the books. So that's why I had to go alternate ways. Do you know what? Something I saw on Reddit, and this kind of enraged me. And I just, this, this, this is probably not the, the, the only story of this, of this happening. Is uh, one of the professors made the students buy their book, which is only available at the bookstore. So, And then when they got to class, he fucking hole punched or something to damage so they couldn't be returned at the end of the semester. Swear to fuck this. I don't know how this is a story on Reddit. It was substantial. Someone else commented that happened to me too. Was that at Cleveland State Community College I, by I, chance? <laughs> you know what? I have read the story. I, re- I read this a month or two ago. I don't have the, the actual school name, but I remember it was it was the, the because professors. Some of these professors they they do yeah, write. I, I had a authors, professor you know, who was writing the um, science book that would be. But they're used literally for trying our to school. fuck over their students. Yeah. They're already poor. You know the education system is shit. And again, because you know, we claim to be a fir- uh, you know a first class fucking or first world country, but when you look at our where we are in education, where we are in healthcare, where we're in anything that that we're the first in fucking capitalism. That's about it. We're we're a first world country, but you know those like feed the children commercials that we have here. <laughs> yes. Other countries have those about us. <laughs> I saw the one from Germany. <laughs> it's not just Germany. There's a few countries airing these commercials of showing poor American kids saying help feed. And there's, they're citing the true statistics on food insecurity. Oh, yeah. And, it's massive. Like, it's, it's horrible here. We're, we only, have, we're only first in fucking military. We're first in capitalism or, or, or gross prison products, population. First in prison population, but when it comes to actually taking fucking care of our citizens, we're not there. We're, 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 we're nowhere near the we're top. We're pretty far. I down. actually made I actually made one of my former bosses mad. Who was like, "You don't think we're the best, greatest country in the world?" It's like, "Fuck no, we're not. Fuck no, we're not. We don't even rank the near anywhere near on the, on, on, on the happiest of countries because, you know." We don't take care of our fucking people. You know, you go to a country, people, I love the stories on Reddit where they visit a country, they fall and they break their leg and they're they're so afraid. They're like, yeah, that's five bucks or whatever. You know, they're expecting some massive bill and they're like, no, there's there's really no health care cost. There was like five dollars for whatever this part you need, part, whatever thing you needed. But they left with fucking nothing. You, you ride a fucking 
ambulance here. It's what twelve hundred dollars. I don't fucking know. It's it's expensive. It's it's stupid, and that's why the majority of bankruptcies in America, a lot of it stem from just medical, just medical right, care. right. It's stupid. Well, We're, that's what with the fucking school board. One of the um, meetings I spoke at, I broke brought up the fact that you know when they're talking about well, COVID only affects. Um, people with pre-existing com- uh, conditions and things like that. I'm like, you know, the, the thing is, is that we're not just concerned about these kids getting sick. We're concerned about them taking it home to their parents. I was like, and if one of these parents goes into hospital bills or goes into the hospital, those bills may put that family, like oh, yeah. make them homeless. Absolutely. You know, these are having widespread, these, these the decisions they're making, it's not just about whether little Timmy gets a sniffle. No, we're looking at the bigger picture and the chain reaction it can set off, which could absolutely make families homeless. And it, it is. Yeah. It's making people homeless. And the, the right is just voting against every effort doing so. Um, real quick. I brought it up earlier, the Voting Rights Act. That's going to be dead. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, there's two bills right now that would... Just that like would, the COVID mandate or the yeah, vaccine the, mandate. Yeah, the, the SCOTUS rule uh, shot down the for large businesses, the vaccine mandate, but did allow health, the, the mandate for healthcare workers. So that's still pissing people off on the right. They're, they're, they're not celebrating it because it's still mandating that healthcare workers have the vaccine mandate it's common fucking sense yeah it's but they they're not common sense people but these when i read what was in these voting rights bills it's also common sense shit things that i think would benefit if your goal is to allow every american to vote you know an election a holiday for election day same day fucking voter registration when you go to vote expanding ballot drop-off boxes allow mail-in voting for anyone for whatever reason you know, any a, a lot of things that just a lot of people to vote, and the Re- Republicans are happily saying out loud, "We don't want these things." And we have to change under- the way we deal with. Here's fascism. what amazes me, though: like same day voting would almost like okay. So if, when I registered to vote, all I needed to do is send in a form. I didn't have to prove my identity in any way, shape, or form. I just sent in a form um, with my information on it. At least same-day voting, you have the person there, you're checking their ID, you're making sure all the information is correct. Hey, and they're there it's, signing. <laughs> you have their yes, right you're there. seeing, like, it almost seems like you can validate voters better with same-day registration than, you know, mail-in registration, which we currently have. Other things, uh, one of the biggest problems in predominantly minority areas is because of the they reduce the amount of polling locations is the massive amount of wait times. And they, they do that on purpose. They want to just, yeah. you know, discourage people from when they see that line. They're like, Oh fuck that. I'm not voting today. They wonder. So another thing there was to have enough locations that would limit wait times to 30 minutes. It also, you know, eliminates stupid fucking laws that prevents people from handing out water and things like that. These are all common sense things. None of the GOP have signed on for it because they know it would be, they would, it would kill them to have voting be that easy. And so Chuck Schumer and you know Biden's pressing, well let's fucking axe the filibuster. Let's just get let's just get our fifty plus one. Let's do that. And we can't even fucking do that. Because Kirsten Cinema They won't budge on the filibuster. They won't budge on the filibuster. 
and I rage on it because I know I raged on it before. As soon as there's an in situation where there's a Republican controlled Congress, Senate, and presidency, and if it's only a slim margin, I I, I can't I can't say they wouldn't immediately ask the filibuster. All if they I gotta were say is everybody on the right. Or on the left, I'm sorry. Everybody on the left needs to show up and fucking yeah, vote. Yeah, well, I think that, that's election. the only way out. The way we deal with fascism, it's not going to be fucking votes, you fucking liberals. You have to change the way you react to fascism. And that means your friends that are Republicans and your family that are Republicans. Because to support Republicans now, you have to support their fascist base, which we said is destroying well, they us. They still need to vote, though. But if voting, least, yes, voting still need to vote, one, but it's going to take a whole lot more than voting. So typically, they're trying to control the voting. Uh, and especially, really, like, the thing is, is these elections, these midterm elections, we may not be able to keep fucking um, Republicans from taking shit back in um, Congress or Senate, whatever. Um, they've almost they've almost ensured it with what they've done with gerrymandering and, and what well, they've done with Georgia, but Pennsylvania. The, the bigger thing is like these fucking local elections. Mm-hmm. This is these are the ones where we don't have an electoral college over any of this shit. You know, it is like I know Knoxville showed the fuck up on this last election, which was great because we had some fucking Elizabeth. We had a a someone who fucking will drink her urine who will drink her urine while pregnant, um, run for city council. I was fucking terrified, but people showed up at the voting. We, we, we kept all of them, her and her fellow nut job. Yeah. I would say almost extreme right wing. They're extreme right wingers. We kept them all out, but these are going, this is in every city. They're trying to get our local government. And we do have more control in our local government with who we put up and who we elect. And we, we need to show up for that. And if you can keep them out of your city, maybe if we keep them out of enough cities, we can keep them out of, you know, Congress and Senate as well. Yeah. Um, like if you're already going to make sure your city government's taken care of, make sure to go vote for those higher offices too. I, I'm not super hopeful on what we do on the federal level, but I'm like, please, for the love of God, these local, we we have. Yeah, to they're all these. important. They're all important, but I mean, we do have to change the narrative. You know, being quiet's not working anymore. You know, sitting idly by and just hoping or hoping the vote because they're I, they are actively changing how voting works through gerrymandering and everything else to ensure that they, as minority continue to to hold power wherever they can Mm -hmm. and they're they're really wanting to limit everybody's rights so and being championed for doing so it's really fucking it's really disheartening it's gonna be a lengthy episode guys but we do uh we do have some updates uh for some local shit and uh, let's get into our a cab so there, there, I actually saw a lot of um, fucked up cop stories this week, but we have learned some things since um, last week when we talked about David Hayes and his arrest. Um, I think we issued a correction that it was Knox County Sheriff's Department, not KPD, who was responsible for that arrest. Um, 
But we've since found out that it was at the directive of KPD. So they were definitely involved. Um, what had happened is the um, city council members had, they, they were very clear that he did not want KPD there, that they wanted to hear from the community. And KPD got salty as fuck. So they decided one of the community uh, organizers should go to jail. And he, he, he was arrested for blocking the roads during a protest after Ant was killed last year. This was in April of April. 2021. So for fucking eight months, they've no, they know where he fucking lives. I don't think he's moved. He's, he's lived there for years. They know where he fucking lives. He's they been at the events there. since then as well. Right. He's a he's a prominent he's, he's, he's a prominent uh, organizer. Yes, he's, he's he's been at events since then, and they did not even try to arrest him any time. They decided that night was the night to do it, and it was. They wanted to do it publicly. They wanted to make a point. Um, he did come out with a busted lip. Um, the so the Knox County Sheriff's Department for a while had his mugshot, which they didn't use a current mugshot. They used one from several years ago because if you watch With all the, the videos, hair? yeah, it's like purple, pink, orange. I didn't think weird... that was his hair. I didn't think that was. No, was like, you watch like the videos. Like... His hair's. I'm pretty sure his hair is still longer, and it was like a buzz cut and dyed like a pinkish orange. Yeah. It's a weird color. So it, that's the first thing is, why did you use an old Because they shot? didn't really book him. Did they? I mean, did they, did they actually book him? Do they, do the... I, I mean, he got new charges. Yeah, okay. So, um, and those new charges um, were aggravated assault... And um, inciting a riot. Now inciting let's inciting a riot. Yeah, I've heard first, of, I did see those. Okay, first we're, we're gonna because the inciting a riot is the absolute ludicrous charge here because there was no fucking riot, nothing, nothing at all. I don't know how they think they are gonna. They don't care. They don't. They don't care. It's about harassing, wasting his time and money. That's the only reason they put that on there. But the ag- aggravated assault is the big one because. I've known David Hayes for about five years now. I had heard of him before, knew who he was. David, his chill level is like no one I have ever met before. I've seen him in situations where he is just, he keeps his tone flat and even. He's just, when it comes to the... Nonviolent techniques that he he studied, he's got them down. He does not flip out. He does not lose his cool. He he goes limp. He'll go quiet. He he Civil will. He's yeah. They're saying he spit on them, and and that's why they shoved his head into the wall. They like no 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 no. They didn't say they shoved their head. He his said he head. moved his head out of they, the way. He, he, the officer in the report said that um, he spit on him, and so he redirected his head towards the wall. With several fists, apparently. David Hayes is like, no, they were pushing me around. They were leaning on me. He's like, they had a, their arm on my neck, pushing me against the wall. And, you know, when, like, something's pressing on you, you kind of feel like you have to cough, and I couldn't, and I finally was able to cough. And when I coughed, they said I spit on them. 
And that's where all he aggravated assault because and, and then he said they proceeded to punch him in the face two or three times. And when he left the court and when he left news stations like the news stations were already there. So Knox News Sentinel did a video interview of him and you can see his mouth busted up. Knox News Sentinel tell. is the best at this. Knox News Sentinel has been going after our local police. Um, Knox News Sentinel and Hard News Wire, but they're are Knox knoxhardwire.com. Um, they're Knox Hardwires like out of commission right now. They've had a family emergency. Yeah, I'd point out to you that I'd read an article on WVLT, which is another substation. I'm not well, that's sure. That's racist news. It kind of is. When I read when I read how they wrote their article in con- in contrast the cops to how could, the, the cops control WVL. They they, they all the letters. The narrative stations. was the narrative was pro police, anti. The cops write that. Yeah. When yeah. I learned from my case, yeah. the cops literally write it and give it to those stations. WVLT, Channel Six, Channel Six, Channel WATE, and then yeah, the, channel, the, channel ten, channel ten's WBIR. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The 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 big three. The cops tell them what to say. It, it is was very it evident is state of, controlled. It media. was very evident the bias in that article compared to what the facts that were presented that were omitted or disregarded in the other articles. According to those articles, Sam is a violent rioter. Nice. Yes. According to the court, good job, bud. And all documentation that everybody had. Sam did not do any rioting at all. Well, that, that's <laughs> that's why it's going to be interesting if they try to actually bring anything against Hayes to the court because they can't. Yeah. Hey, so real quick. Now, obviously, Knox County would have a great defense by this for their body cams, right? Nope. <laughs> the very last sentence of their police report of uh, David's arrest was no body cam footage available. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. They, but they should immediately, any time a body camera is off, they should they should be fine now, personally. Does, does KCSO, the do, they have, do they have requirements like KPD does? We're, we're kind of doing some research on that because um, we did... Uh, a friend and I went through. We went, We looked hard. So, when looking at looking for the body camera policies for the department, KPD does has theirs on a website. You can read every detail. It does require the officers to have them on during every interaction with the public, unless it's like you see somebody at the gas station and they're like, "Hey, man, what's up?" You don't have to turn it on for that. But if it's on a call of any kind or you're making an arrest, you have to have that body cam on. Knox County Sheriff's Department, we cannot find any documentation on their policy. We, Knox County Sheriff is shady as shit. They but are. the thing is, them, Knox County Sheriff is – they're not different from Knox County Police in any real sort of way. They're different agencies, but they – talk to each other they help each other they're the same they're the same with different names and different policies that one can get away with a little more it's kind of weird to me because other places i've lived there's always this jurisdictional issue between city and county like down in um cleveland bradley county does not go into cleveland to handle shit um it's it like as soon as you hit Bradley County or Cleveland city limits here, Cleveland, Tennessee, as soon as you hit Cleveland um, city limits, the Bradley County Sheriff's Department will back off because they know they don't have jurisdiction. Yeah, I, it's weird here in Knoxville because Knoxville, Knox County 
is all over here. Right. Like, you can get pulled over in Knoxville by the county or the city police. And that's just really fucking strange to me. Because that's other places I've lived. I mean, I use Cleveland as an excuse, but I've lived in a lot of towns. And that's always like a that's always a thing that this jurisdictional fight between the two and who gets things. They don't seem to care. They share it. They're just like the more people we bust, let's do it. Well, they they um, I don't know if I mentioned on the last show, but there was a vehicle theft that I was helping a gentleman with. And as soon as they got wind that because it was being traced that the vehicle may have been in Anderson County. KPD backed the fuck off, said, sorry, you know, you have to call, call Anderson County. So it's very interesting. But I want to circle back because there's something I read. I don't know how true this is. When they, when David went limp and they picked him up, did they not grab him by the hoodie and choke him? Or did he not get like, what, didn't he have his airway restricted? There's something I read. I don't, I don't know, know about that. What I do know is, so he's laying on the ground. They're screaming, stop resisting. He's like, I'm not resisting. When they scream, while they're saying stop resisting, they have his hands behind his back, and he's just laying there on the ground. Then they take his feet and push it into his back. So it's in the hogtie position, but he wasn't actually hogtied. And he's like, why are you doing that? And that's the whole thing. He's just laying there and being like, calling them out as they're doing Why are you doing that? Why, why, like, you don't have to do that. I'm, I'm here. I'm not resisting. I'm, you know. They, they, this was pretty brazen, even for them. It was brazen. Like, and they took them back into their little, um, office in the city county building. Are there no, um, cameras there? There were so many fucking cops around. Not a single fucking one of them had their body camera on. They knew they were going to arrest them. They knew damn well because it was it was planned. They went in to make sure he was there. It was fucking planned to arrest them there, but not a single fucking one of them turned their body camera on. They know they know they can harass a black man and get away with it. That's what they picked the wrong fucking one. Yeah, in, in, in a holding room that was not visible to the public with no body cams and their word against David. And my biggest thing here, though, is David's high profile. He is very well known in our community and not even in our community. I was telling a friend of mine in um, Nashville about it. He's like, I know David Hayes. David Hayes is is known on a larger level, too. He's very well respected. They knew whatever came out of this that the community would be upset about. What are they doing to people who don't have as much of a spotlight on them as David Hayes has? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, I can tell you there's been so many arrests that you look on the like the 24 hour arrests and things like that. You can see a lot of them with busted up faces. Absolutely can. And And these people don't have. You know, David Hayes has lawyers because community support. A lot of these people don't understand that, you know, if you... you I told you how they tried to abuse us when we were arrested. They tried to literally force us to take a lawyer that would not have been for our case. The one... The one defender that was a Trump supporter. They went out of their way to try to push the the public defender that was the one Trump supporter of the public defenders because public defenders are usually good people who are trying to help right. people. So therefore, they wouldn't be Republican. So, so if you're an activist in this town and you get arrested, like we have things set up. We have lawyers on standby to um, take your case. But if you're not an activist and you're just somebody who's poor 
and you're not even really in the activist world and the cops beat you up, you report it. Who do you report it to? Yeah. You well, can't afford a lawyer. You can't afford all this stuff. They're and like these these people don't have the recourse that other like David Hayes does and they're getting fucking away with it. <laughs> and there's something we, and there's probably something, probably something we can say for almost uh, a larger segment is, you know, how they kind of get people who are probably innocent of the charges or could have gotten, they get them to plea deals that mm-hmm. fuck them up because it's the easiest route for them. Yes. And yep. that, I know that's probably, that's probably for a larger segment, but that's, it's, it's something they do. It's a tactic. They, it's a tactic they use. And they're destroying people's lives by doing it. And I mean, causing serious injuries. We still don't know. So, okay. So a quick little update on, um, Robert Bailey, who was shot by KPD. So they, they do have body cam and in cam footage for that. They sent out a um, release to media saying that they were prepared to release all of that. But Oopsie. just before they, they showed it to the family, the family has seen it. Um, they said the city planned to publicly release the footage Friday. However, shortly after the family reviewed nearly one and a half hours of video, the city received an order from the criminal court of no- uh, for Knox County signed by Judge Stephen W. Sword, uh, Sword prohibiting disclosure of the footage until further action by the court. So they usually do that when they're looking at whether they're going to charge people so they they may be there's something on this one because they didn't do that for ant it's just further confirmation that kpd is piece of shit kcso is a piece of shit a cab right that's why we have this segment and that's why we easily fill it week after week well guys that's gonna wrap us up for episode 47 of apostates on the fringe thank you guys again for joining us this week as always you can check us out on social media if you'd like to contact the show or get links to the articles you can visit at apostatepod.com we will see you all next week fuck kpd and kcso i'll double that fuck urine drinkers yeah fuck them too oh my god on the fringe do not represent the views and opinions of the atheist society of knoxville for links to all our musical contributors go to apostatepod.com and check the about us page a big thank you to michael scott arden who allows the show to use his full catalog